Hello and welcome everyone to episode 132 of the AppDVs podcast. I'm your host Chris Rogers and this week's episode will focus on the Aptera news for the period between September 24th and September 30th, 2023, which will be about a recent SEC filing by Aptera. Hello everyone, I hope that you all had a great week. Before I jump into the main story this week, um, I just want to give a quick heads up that I'm anticipating that there will be some, there will likely be some cool new announcements that I'll be able to share in the next episode, I guess episode 133, and that's because there's a planned ambassador call that will come this week, and so Stay tuned. Um, hopefully there will be some really interesting new announcements that I'll be able to share then. And with that out of the way, the main story that I'm going to discuss this week is something that I, I know really whets the appetite for for all the, you know, the, the, the stock prognosticators and the people who are following startups and businesses out there. And that's a new SEC, that's Security and Exchange Commission, that's a, a financial regulatory agency here in the United States. A filing that Aptera submitted that covered the six months ending in June 30th, 2023, which is called a Form 1SA. This is a semi-annual report for the SEC, which includes disclosures covering the first six months of the fiscal year, and it must be filed within 90 calendar days after the end of the period covered by the report. It's also used for making special financial reports that are required by Regulation A under certain circumstances. And since Aptera, I think since Aptera has been issuing this Regulation A or Reg A uh, offerings, that's the, the stock that they've been, I think that's what they're, they're technically what those are called because it's not, well, I don't want to get into this. But anyway, I think that that's the stock that they've been offering. They're required to submit these reports. And this filing, it arrived on September 28th, which is within the 90-day required period for the filing. Um, so there are some important baseline points that I want to kick off or start with that I believe are important to understand before you start dissecting these type of reports and official filings. The first is that since it covers the disclosures ending in June 30th, some of this information it may, if you're going through and you're reading it, it may feel a little bit out of date in that there may be further clarifications that have occurred after June 30th that provide uh, more information. And you may look at that and say, like, hey, how come you're not talking about X, Y, and Z? And there's some details missing. And that's just because this is based on a filing that, that um, for information that occurred, you know, 90 days ago, three months ago. And second, and this is, you know, a, another very important point when you're going through this and you're seeing perhaps reporting on this and some of the, the terminology used and that's the hard unvarnished truth that you will find in SEC filings it often lacks the sort of positive outlook that you'll find in either marketing or promotional videos for a company and that doesn't invalidate the sort of messaging and the more aspirational statements and goals that you may see elsewhere but I think when you look at it, some folks can find it a bit jarring to read the more cut and dry and some of the blunt statements, especially in the area of risks for a startup company that you'll find in SEC filings when you contrast that with what you see in maybe the more marketing format. But and so it's important to take that into account if you think that it 
it reads maybe more closer to to doom and gloom or pessimistic it's not more pessimistic it, it's just that's you know that that's how you you talk about when you you're when you're speaking about a company you're not putting things in, in flowery terms and you know the folks at Eptera they're working hard for the best possible outcomes and that's what they're speaking to when when in the promotional materials but that doesn't guarantee them success and it, and it doesn't it doesn't make that aspirational messaging incorrect and the SEC filing the the truth they're they're just serving different audiences with that out of the way let's dive into the report first things first the report kicks off with the following statement that you can find in one of the first paragraphs which is this we currently estimate that the first deliveries of our vehicles will be in 2024 subject to adequate funding and other production resources there's nothing new there but i want to kick that off because aptera as of june 30th of this year still hopes to begin deliveries by next year and that's subject to adequate funding it's it's good to know from my perspective that there is alignment they've been saying this you know we're starting we're trying to start deliveries in 2024 if we can get the funding to do so um, but the official filings at sec you know that that's you have to be very clear you can get in a lot of trouble if you misstate certain things and so it's good to see that alignment there next up Aptera's general selling and administrative expenses increased by 6.9 million dollars which was a 58 percent increase over the period of last year and that was mostly due to an increase in stock-based compensation as part of an, an accelerated issuance of stock-based compensation to staff and executives in lieu of paying cash bonuses those increases were offset by some decreases elsewhere in including areas like travel facilities expenses and fees to outside services putting everything together it looks like aptera spent less money on outside firms they they traveled less and they had some changes to some of their facility costs and facility leases more on that later also they spent more through the issuance of stock as a method to help basically they're, they're trying to retain staff and they're trying to find creative ways to to compensate that staff moving on it's interesting it was also interesting to see that their research and development expenses decreased by 9.6 million dollars which was a 46 percent decrease and that was large that was or that was in part due to the maturity of their overall product design the the biggest source of that decrease was from expenses related to outside services which i wonder if that means that you know the outside services i wonder if that includes firms like monroe and associates who worked with aptera on the design of their production facility and to roush who very significantly worked with aptera on their suspension design also this confirms that aptera is basically pencils down on the design of the vehicle they're still investing in in the future of the company undoubtedly in terms of their r d but up until relatively recently they had to invent a few of the components that they needed to make it work properly things like the solar controller and the automotive grade solar panels for the vehicle and so now it makes sense that once they finish that they don't need to spend quite the same amount of money on research and development also interesting to see is that they've begun offsetting costs through the two the 21 million dollar california energy commission grant which amounted to six hundred and thirty two thousand dollars by june 30th of this year aptera also revealed that they've negotiated a settlement 
to a lease agreement for a facility labeled as the Vista building, which I think might be, I, I think that's the first building that Aptera was in. Back when they first launched the company, and you saw this in those early videos, they were in a different, smaller facility, and they talk about that every now and then. They've, they've spoken about a few different buildings, but I think this is the original building that they're in, and, and then they subsequently moved into the Carlsbad facility. That's their larger 80,000 square foot final assembly location. And so they were looking for new tenants and then they paid some sort of settlement, um, which will save them money long-term to get out of that lease agreement. I don't know if that's the building. They, they paid money to get out of a lease agreement of some Vista building somewhere. Other notable changes remarked upon in the filing was the separation from Andromeda interfaces, which was a short-lived acquisition, I believe related to the user interface of the, the vehicle. I was never really sure what happened there with the acquisition and the sort of rapid divestment or whatever that is or canceled acquisition. And Aptera hasn't spoken about it, but the companies as of June 30th of this year have fully separated. The, the last two points that I found interesting in this forum I want to remark upon were the disclosures that Aptera has $11.2 million in open purchase orders. This speaks to a statement they've they've repeated a number of times that they have they've worked on securing all of the, the the parts and equipment that they need in order to enter production for the vehicle they're just waiting to get funding to sort of execute on those purchase orders and and the last is sort of a catch-all for the risks that are noted in this filing to summarize Aptera stated that they will rely on external financing to operate in their early stages and will incur significant additional costs before achieving revenue. They're also investing heavily in research and development in the process of bringing their product or their vehicle to production and will incur losses from operations. If they are unable to obtain sufficient amounts of additional capital, they may be required to reduce the scope of their planned development, which could harm their business, financial condition, and operating results. In short, they're currently losing money and they need to raise more. And that's what happens when you have a startup. That's the underlying cause of why they have the accelerator program, the, the reggae offering, the CEC grant, the ATVM Department of Energy loan application, and their search for a motivated billionaire to get them into production. This this isn't new information. It's it's where they, they stand. And so it seems grim to read that, but that's that's the the sort of I uh, you know you can almost think of it as the generally accepted accounting principles language version of what they have said before where they say oh, you know we need some money the way you say that in appropriate accounting terms is is we have significant risk we're incurring losses in operations then they can they might harm our business and operating results um, I'm going to include a link to the this filing in the show notes which you can use if you'd like to go through on your own and, and sort of poke around at it. Overall, like I guess I would say I'm pleased to, to see confirmations via the maturity of their research and development efforts, the accumulation of, of purchase orders, and that opening statement that they're, they're still on the march towards production in 2024. The, the statement of risk, though, that's, that's a reminder that a few dominoes still need to fall in place in order for the company to achieve its goals and start production and uh, deliveries when we all hope that they'll do. So um, until then, until we get more news and, and you know, stay tuned and, and hopefully they're, they're able to, to get there.
And that concludes episode 132 of the AppDVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the AppTerra movement. I also include my referral link in the show notes, which you can use for $30 off your $100 refundable deposit for an AppTerra. The AppDVs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts um, and Spotify, which, which host the podcast. I'd say Google Podcasts, but apparently... You know, like many Google products, it, that that platform will be going away next year. So check out on, on Apple Podcasts, um, Overcast, Spotify, while they still and, and Google Podcasts while they still last. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, please send those to aptevspodcast at gmail.com. Um, thank you to OS50 for the song Movies. And in the words of Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place. 